You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions. But, uh, rarely any facts. Impersonation might occur. But, uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. Matt Michaels here along with Sin City Steve and our other two uh, bad boys, DJ Impact and Simon Street, are celebrating Easter with their families and uh, we hope that all of you are having a wonderful Easter here this Sunday. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in and uh, listening and uh, today we're going to kind of do it a little different here. Steve and I are just going to kind of run down some stuff that we've been uh, thinking about, including WrestleMania and uh, this past week of uh, continued storylines as well as uh, what happened in AEW. So um, let's kick it off, Steve. Uh, what was your um, what was your feelings? Uh, we'll start right in on the big match, Roman versus Cody. A lot of... Um, <laughs> Mixed emotions, I guess. Uh, lots of <laughs> people. Uh, what were your feelings about how how they got there, how the story played out? Before we even talk about what happened to Cody uh, after uh, on Monday night, right? So basically, I think that you're you're working in two different directions, and what I mean by that is this. Yes, you've got the draw of finishing the story. That became a mantra heading into Mania of finish the story, finish the story. And in all actuality, the story didn't get finished. But is it the wrong story that we were looking at? Um, so obviously, you know, we had the we had the feel good moment from night one. Anyone who thought, quite frankly, in hindsight, it's easy to say this. Um Anyone who thought that we were going to get two extremely feel-good moments to close out WrestleMania, well, I mean, that that could just be naivety, but uh, it, it doesn't happen. Um, you know, it's... it's it, it, I, I don't... I was in the camp that is under the belief that, yes, you should have put the title on Cody at Mania. Um, I... I the only thing that I can figure is that they they really just have a hard on for Roman hitting this thousand days. Um, so I mean, I guess that they're going to do that. The most logical thing to do, I guess, is to keep Cody in a, a bit of a chase role. But going according to what happened on on Raw, like what you had teased there, yeah, it, I don't know if if he's going to be you know in that chase role uh, for a match at SummerSlam at Ford Field. Um, I, is this something that they kind of push pause on or press pause on? And then we get some sort of a rematch at WrestleMania 40 in Philly, the site well, of the site of obviously the setting for the Rocky movies. So you build up 
the the rocky story of cody finally doing uh you know finishing his story albeit a year later yeah you know um i think what a lot of people kind of uh, a couple things on that one of the things that i think people forget is that um this is the end of wrestlemania right so it is the main event i, I this whole two main events mm-hmm. you headline night one you you were the headliner before the intermission, essentially, right? The intermission just happens to be 24 hours, okay? Yeah. Um, so so they left the audience on a good note so they can come back and leave on a sour note. And one of the things that I think that fans just don't realize because of the attention span and because a lot of the fans don't really think back is in 2000, it was a four-way between Mick Foley and Big Show and Hunter, who was champion, and The Rock. Mm-hmm. And Mick had just retired, so we knew you know he was done. He wasn't going to win. Uh, Big Show had just had the championship like the November before in that you know time frame. So um, and that didn't work out uh, very well. So he wasn't going to win. Everyone knew that this was focused on The Rock winning the title. And that building in Anaheim, the fans were on fire because they were about to see The Rock win. And what happened? Vince ended up screwing Rock in, you know, they, the, a McMahon in each corner was the angle. <laughs> and um, Hunter won. And the most brilliant thing about that was how pissed off the fans were. It was great. The next year at WrestleMania 17, it was Austin versus The Rock. Mm-hmm. And again, the biggest baby face in the company, the hugest over guy, lost the match to Austin, who again <laughs> went with Vince McMahon and turned and went against the, the, the Rock, and the fans were pissed. Yep. There is no reason that they shouldn't be doing that. It's as simple as that. Because that fans hated Hunter. Yeah. They hated Hunter. And they hated him for the same reason they hate Roman. You push him down her throat. You push him down her throat. You push him down her throat. But guess what? You still fucking watch. Now, those of you who don't watch, that's your right. That's your mm-hmm. right away and just be like hey it's not for me you know i'm sick of seeing this guy but if it's just the one guy like you're not walking away because of one guy you're walking away because of multiple different reasons right yeah um and and that's the thing the thing is is that roman is to the point where hunter was he is the perfect person to put the belt on for being a heel to keep it on him Oh, but we see the same person all the time. We see the same person all the time. Yeah, but at the same time, that person is still drawing the money. Biggest WrestleMania gate fucking ever, essentially. So so the question is, you know, okay, well, then the Monday night ratings, they were down. Yeah, they were down. But there's also factors that go into that as well. And if I'm not mistaken, um, wasn't that Monday night the uh, NCAA championship game? Uh, could be, yeah. I, think I believe so. Monday, right? 
Yeah. Because everyone was talking about the on Sunday night the the um the women's championship game for you can't see me, uh, ironically <laughs> enough, to show yeah. you how much wrestling is in pop culture. Um so you know, there are factors into why that rating wasn't as high. Um thank you, John, for confirming that. Um so you know that's that's another thing. It's not just because Cody got screwed, we're not going to watch. Right. Um, it's just that it's it's absurd, and the the viralness of this WrestleMania shows the extent of how big this company is. I'm not saying how good the company is. I'm not saying how dominant the company is. I'm saying about how big of a presence they have, and what they've been able to achieve by putting. Uh, you know, out this kind of product. Pro, uh, product. American Bam Bam brings out a point. Let's not forget about how shitty that Raw was. Yeah, it, it was shitty, but at the yeah. same time, you didn't know it was shitty when you were tuning in, right? Now, you might have tuned out, which, you know, is, is totally right. fine. But I think that, you know, in the scheme of things, it's, it's interesting how a lot of times, uh, you know, Monday Night Football is the big one, right? Oh, well, they're going against Monday Night Football, and they always have bad ratings because of that. Well, you forget there's an NCAA championship, which is just about as as big. So, um, so you know, it's, it's just interesting to see all these reactions. Now, do you let's, – let's go to the other part, part of that, Steve. Do you agree with the finish? Because a lot of people weren't just pissed that he lost. But Bingo. It was, everything was great until Solo Sokoa fucked this match up, and that was a shitty finish. Well, I, I think more than anything, it's it's that you know it's it's the same shit different day kind of a kind of a feel i mean how many times is a roman reigns championship match going to come down to interference that costs his opponent the match like it, it that's that's where i see there being a serious issue now obviously yes it's heel wrestling 101 so i see both sides but Fans were clamoring for for Cody to win that night, um, and you know there there were definitely people that spoke out against uh, putting the title on Cody. Um, and you know you mentioned one person right there. I know that American Bam Bam had actually made some comments in our chats uh, saying how Roman is definitely going to win and all this other kind of stuff. So I mean, obviously, that's the beauty of pro wrestling is we can all see various things and then we we try to fantasy book things. When it works out, it's awesome and we're on top of the world. But when it doesn't work out, we get all pissed off and we we post negative online. And I mean that's just the cycle of things. That's the way that that's that's what happens now. Um you know, that's that's a, a very um interesting observation as well. Uh you know, what is really um, remarkable is that if you think about what goes into the buildup, right, and this whole um... – oh, no, no, wait a minute. No, hold on. 
so you all fantasy booked Cody to win and you're pissed off. You're pissed about it. Got it. Now, not to me, American Bam Bam. I'm not pissed about it at all. Steve would have liked to have seen him win, but he's not pissed about it. Um, that's the difference between, you know, our level headedness in realizing entertainment versus, um, you know, what should or shouldn't happen. Right. And I think that's that about what I was going to ask you, Steve, is, you know, we're in an age of, of course, the Internet, um, the the age I like to dawn uh, associated with the film uh, George Lucas ruined my childhood. Um, <laughs> you know, we're we're living in this this whole thing where if my idea isn't what I see on the screen or on the TV, then it's bullshit and it was done wrong. Yet you don't see the same people out there making the product. Right. Right. So are we just a bunch of, we digress to a bunch of people who know better than the people who are actually professionals at doing this and who of are course. actually getting our money. <laughs> of course. And, and, and that's, that's not just with professional wrestling. That's, that's with everything in life. You know, we all have to some extent a confirmation bias to where, you know, if, if it lines up with what we think, then it's amazing. But if it strays, even in the slightest way, oh, well, that's bullshit. Likewise, there's a level of cognitive dissonance that has taken over that, you know, if you have the, a particular idea um, and you think that a match should go a particular, a particular way, um, and then if, you know, if it doesn't, um, and it, 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 it's one of those things where we can't seem to separate um, the... Our, our feelings from the actual real storytelling that's at play. So it, it's pretty crazy to look at that. Let me ask you this. Now, getting to the other match that you kind of mentioned there, Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos, with knowing that you were going to book a match in which the outcome was going to be against what the fan base wanted, would you have potentially considered putting Roman versus Cody on night one and Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos on night two to have the audience leave happy? I would, I would have left things exactly as they were, to be honest. I, I can deal with the, with the shit finish to close out the show because, quite frankly, if you were going to do that, then... You know, you're going to have I don't I don't know if you've seen the, the statistics, but Cody Rhodes is the number one merch seller in all of WWE. So right. you run a serious risk if you put him losing on night one at the end of the night, you run a serious risk of people not even tuning in for night two. Well, see, now that's an interesting question, because remember, tickets are already sold, so we know we're going to have an audience. The well, other no, thing what, about, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is the, the viewers. So obviously right, remember, people are going to go wait, out and cancel their Peacock memberships. No, but I'm just saying in terms right. of total eyes on the product, you're going to have people that would not tune in and watch night two. It wouldn't right. have any financial implications for WWE whatsoever. I would, but I would argue because of the fact that the way Peacock is set up, that you are not going to lose a huge percentage of that audience. At most, you're going to lose 5% of those, those eyes. It's WrestleMania. I think it's secure. 
I also think <laughs> that the fans also have this obsession with wanting to leave seeing the thing they want. And what was the one thing that fans were pissed about? Oh, Sammy didn't win in Montreal. Yep. So if you put it on night two, you still have a win-win because people want to see Sammy win. And they're curious enough to, to seek that out. So I think what happened is, you know, when you get too, um, too invested in thinking that Cody is going to be the champion, um, that it, it just got to the point where everyone thought that was going to happen. Now, final point on this. We saw the fans get what they want in Kofi Kingston. How did that work out? Exactly. Yeah, it, it that that's the thing, man, is you have to have a good follow-up. You can't just give them the feel-good moment. You have to give the solid follow-up. And it was one of those things that seemingly just, uh, you know, Kofi Mania was, was a landmark win. Um, and when I say that, it was a it was a landmark win for absolutely everybody involved. Um, you had you know a good a good chunk of your fan base um, be able to to have that representation at the at the highest level of the company. Uh, also, you had an underdog story with that one uh, with with that particular rise, and it was a, a meteoric rise. Uh, if you'll remember, it was it was very similar to the uh, to the S movement with Daniel Bryan. So it was, yeah, that was a very very well done rise. But that fall, I mean, eight seconds on SmackDown to Brock Lesnar, right, right. And so, ironically yeah. enough, after Cody loses, then you know he gets laid out by Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, right? Which <laughs> clearly shows that Vince is back. Um, right, of so, course. So, um, you know, we, we got to see the, the high moment of, of Sammy and Kevin winning. Um, and we got to see um, a little bit of the story again continue uh, with, um, you know, Sammy uh, wrestling against uh, Jay and, um, you know, getting his ass kicked, um, mm -hmm. you know, with, with what we thought might be a, a Jay Uso turn on Solo. Um, so... There is more story being told, and I think that's the other thing that, you know, Hunter said it at the press conference, which uh, I also saw people were pissed about that. Oh, you know, well, you 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 had to cover by saying the story goes on that you were so embarrassed by Jeez. you know what happened. So, I mean, there there was a lot of uh, a lot of things like that going on, but um, we saw the high in that match. But um, John was just uh, talking about the fact of um, the Royal Rumble winner should get the main event in WrestleMania, right? And mm -hmm. we saw he get that. That's that's fair. That would be why he got night two. But your Rumble Royal winner for the women uh, was Rhea Ripley, and she did not get the main event on night one. And yet, arguably, her and Charlotte probably had the best match of night one. Tell so you what, man. Th sure. Those two, those two ladies went out, and they had they had a giant chip on their shoulder. Like you could, obviously, yeah. you could tell it was Charlotte, um, because as everybody knows, Charlotte doesn't exactly have a great poker face. 
Um, so you can definitely tell exactly what kind of emotions she's got running through her at that very time. But uh, they came out with colossal chips on their shoulders and they tore it the fuck down. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was it was amazing. And I think that the I really think that if you're going to keep doing two nights, the women's Rumble Royal winner should be the main event of night one. Regardless, build your fucking storyline to that. Then if if that is going to be the case, because, you know, that's going to be the case. Right. Yep. And then the men's uh, for night two. I, I actually I think that that is that's the perfect way to go. Um, and the you know obviously the extraordinary circumstances of the the usos and sammy and ko match it's supplanted the women's uh, royal rumble match right. but i i don't think that that's going to be an an every year kind of a thing i think that's more of an exception to the rule well we would hope so but we don't know right again because there are no actual rules right right we're not bound by anything by any any means so that's the whole thing about this again it's wrestling it's all fucking yep. stories and you're going to choose the best stories to be your headliners of course. Um, but we can also look at night two and go <laughs> that gunther match oh god jesus christ one of the best matches in the fucking you know that they've ever done dude that was my favorite match of all of mania those yeah. three guys went out and beat the fucking dog shit out of each other. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. We saw a strong style in the WWE. Yes. Um, you know, uh, which is great. Uh, you know, the the sad thing is the idea that it has to just be big men, right? Right. So, you know, they they still have to allow some of the smaller guys to continue to do it. Like we do see in NXK, uh, NXT or NXT UK. Um, that would be wonderful. Oh yeah. Uh, <clears throat> another match that you saw a lot, of, a lot of violence and um, fuck edge for winning it. But um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Finn getting that gash in his. Oh my God. Up. Jesus Christ. What a fucking brutal match that was, bro. It, and the thing is that ladder spot that that really I I, I, I don't want to say that I was let down with that match, but it was that stoppage in the match really did take the wind out of the sails in that match. But I'll tell you what, man, for them to for the medical team to be able to uh, to give Finn a, uh, you know, to, to treat him right there and to put some numbing agent onto him, which obviously it's not going to do everything right then and there, but then throwing what 14 staples into his head um, right there. And then he finishes the match. Um, not that he needed to earn any respect from me, but Finn Balor definitely earned a lot of respect from a lot of people that uh, maybe didn't quite think uh highly of him or you know saw him as being somebody that oh well he held the universal title but uh you know he got injured so he really doesn't he really doesn't matter um that fucking gash man good lord that image on social media still haunts me yeah it, it was uh brutal and and amazing that 
they fucking finished that match. Um, just I, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that when I when yeah. I heard everything that went down afterwards. I I was in disbelief. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so you know those. Um, yeah, and and John is right. Uh, the match was supposed to go longer before the head split happened. Yeah. So yeah, they probably had some crazy shit uh, planned for that as well. Um, that you know covers kind of most of WrestleMania. Uh, you know, again, uh, Bianca Belair. I'm so glad that uh, they're retaining her as you know, kind of this hero for uh, girls. Um, just a great thing to see. Um, a respectable champion who girls can look up to. Um, and, um, and kudos for, uh, that little girl who, uh, lost her mom that morning went out there and they were, you know, able to, to give her that featured spot and give her that moment. And, uh, you know, no one knew that, you know, at least no one in the public knew that that had happened. And that was right. Um, and again, overall, uh, WrestleMania up and down was great. Uh, Logan Paul, again, just exceeds expectations. Dude, uh, he, he, he's better in the ring than almost half the roster. I mean, let's just call it what it is. It, dude, dude is a natural for the business and a megastar. Yeah, and Kevin Sullivan uh, called it out on Twitter that night, and he said that uh, if he was full-time, he'd be better than almost everyone on the yeah. roster. So it's true um you know uh but that goes with the string of all celebrities that appeared on wrestlemania uh you know you can look at they didn't have one bad celebrity appearance um and kudos for snoop dogg for no, dude. Up and you know and just <laughs> just covering it up and miz of course for you know being able to kind of ring general right and just kind of go with it <laughs> And, um, and, you know, taking a couple bunches from Snoop Dogg on the fly. Right. Um, you know, again, that shows uh, the Bad Bunny thing. What, what a fucking great setup with Bad Bunny now for mm-hmm. what we're going to see in Puerto Rico. Um, Definitely. You know, who, who would have thought that the next night we would see Bad Bunny, like, getting fucking slammed through a fucking table? <laughs> Jesus. That, that guy is a pop star. He's like right. the biggest fucking pop stars in the world in the and world I'm, bro i'm sure his fucking insurance company is going you motherfucker yeah no shit um and and kudos to ray and dominic for pulling off one hell of a fucking match and an end to that story or at least you know the the end to their part of the story not being the you know the bigger shell of it um but that was a great match too that um, you see that Dominic has things in place to be a superstar now. And, yeah. um, and that's wonderful to see. Plus, every day now, he looks more and more like Eddie Guerrero. Of course. So fucking smart of them. So it, 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 it's, intelli- it, it's a very intelligent uh, character building. Um, and how about that entrance? Both of those entrances in that match. That, those were both dope entrances. Yeah. Um, yeah. And John was at, uh, John was at uh, SmackDown and, uh, he did say Dominic, got, Dominic got the loudest heat out of everybody. Um, and it's crazy how much just fans are hating them right now. Um, and it's amazing that we see the LWO re- revived. Right. Merchandising. That's amazing. 
Most definitely. Uh, and then finally, Austin Theory uh, is getting his uh, his shine now. Um, you know, with that match, he, he Cena still looks strong, and uh, he did exactly what a heel needs to do to win that match. It was perfect setup, and um, hopefully, with Vince back, though, we uh, <laughs> you know Vince might elevate him right to the heavyweight championship. I, I was gonna say, wait and see, wait and see. Austin Theory is actually the one that defeats Roman Reigns now. Now that Vince is uh, you know back calling with calling the shots with ultimate veto power. Um, and John made another good point at SmackDown. One of the loudest pops was for LA Knight, who wasn't mm. even in the ring. No. Um, the SmackDown here in Vegas, uh, same thing. LA Knight was yep. getting huge, huge, uh, you know, just audience uh, support. Uh, they're going to have to start featuring him. I got a feeling that we're going to, you know, potentially start seeing him. Uh, Give him money in the bank and call it a day. Yeah. Uh, he'd be the perfect person to hold it. He'd be yeah. the perfect person to hold it. Uh, NXT, uh, they had Stan in the liver. Um, you know, Indy Hartwell got the women's championship. Um, it seems like it was a long time coming for her. Uh, we see a reunion with Dexter Loomis, which was kind of sweet um, to see. Uh, but we, we got uh, a spectacular North American title match uh, where um, you know, you had a retaining of the title, but five guys who just put on one hell of a show, that was a great match. Um, and it looks like we're going to see, uh, more of that, uh, you know, with, with Wesley in the future here with these kind of open challenge type things and guys approaching him. Um, but the big thing was Carmelo finally getting the belt and, how good the match was, and then to have uh, Braun come out on NXT on Wednesday, on Tuesday and have this wonderful exchange with him, and then when it looks like he's going to leave the ring, he gets called back by Carmelo. He puts out his hand to shake, and then um, we see Braun turn heel. So we get to see a bad guy Braun. Um also, uh, as John said, uh, Gargano, perfect swan song for NXT. Um, you know, uh, just no rules, no nothing, did what he always does. And uh, kudos for Waller for hanging with him. Uh, he looked like oh, yeah, as well. Uh, Most any, definitely. Thoughts, any thoughts on uh, NXT there, Steve? So I think that I think the show overall really delivered. Uh, you hit on a, a lot of the high points. Um, you know, the North American title match was one of the better multi-man matches that they've done in recent memory. Uh, thank God we finally get a Braun Breaker heel turn. Um, finally. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see how Braun does in this new role. Uh, because clearly they have to test him as a babyface. They have to test him with the title. They have to test him without the title and they have to test him as a heel so that he knows how to respond to those different things on the main roster. Because keep in mind, he is a product of WWE PC. So they they are grooming him to be something very, very big on the main roster. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think we're seeing the same thing with Carmelo Hayes as well. Yes, yes. Carmelo Hayes has the potential to be 
a megastar once he gets to the main roster. The guy can talk. The guy can wrestle. He's got amazing charisma. And quite frankly, I see him as a bit of a Shawn Michaels type of a character very early on in his career. Um, I see him, honestly, I see him as a rock. I like it. The only difference is the size is just a little, you know, a little smaller. Um, but, um, you know, just the charisma he has, I think it's even, I think it's even more than Sean had at this point in his career. I think he really has that natural, uh, Dwayne Johnson quality, you know, the, the, what, what Dwayne has as a person that makes him that character. Um, I think Carmel has as a person as well, because you cannot teach that shit. And no. he is just fantastic when he just, you know, he can just walk out there and your eyes gravitate. So it's going to be wonderful to see where they go with him in, in the, uh, the having the championship now. Um, all right, Steve, uh, let's talk a little AEW and um, why should I have watched this week? <laughs> well, um, you know, after uh, after WWE's Raw After Mania, where let's be real, they only had one major real uh, return or surprise being Matt Riddle's return. Tony Khan uh, fires right out very first segment, doesn't even wait for the match to begin. Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson, and boom, we get the debut of Jay White coming in, laying out Ricky Starks. Um, I, I think that it's a very solid uh, way to bring him in, and uh, you've got the built-in uh, partnership right there with Juice Robinson, both members of the Bullet Club, um, so very good so stuff there. Here's the question for you. All right, that's great. That's wonderful for you. That's a million bucks for those of us who don't watch new Japan. Are we ever going to get told, you know, and, and not just told by commentary, but mm -hmm. given a story of why I should give a fuck that these two guys are together. So genuinely, I, I believe so. And I, I, I think that they realize or they they should realize at this point and when i say they obviously i'm speaking of of AEW they need to have the understanding that things need to be um fleshed out more there are some very very real criticisms of developing characters uh that for all intents and purposes outside of a few individuals they haven't done a great job with building characters and progressing storylines. Um, AEW provides some of the greatest matches that you'll see, but it's the emotional attachment to those characters. It's that storyline. It's the, it's the overall arc and projection of these characters that we can truly get behind. That's going to keep the fans coming back for more year after year. Um, so I, I, I think that with the uh, with the merger of you know WWE and UFC, I think that that had to have set off some alarm bells, um, and I genuinely think that we're going to start to see AEW going back on the offensive. Um, you know things like the uh, like the Jay White signing, and let's call it what it is too. Jay White comes into hypothetically if he would have ended up signing with WWE. You you basically said it without saying it. 
the WWE fan, if you would set him up for a huge entrance and a huge uh, marquee uh, appearance on the Raw after Mania, your average WWE fan isn't going to know who he is. Right. They're not going to react. So I think I genuinely think that this was the always the intended landing spot. Um, now, obviously, some comments have come out where Jay White uh, said that he was about ready to sign with WWE and ended up turning them down in favor of AEW. But whatever it is, I mean, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting that, to see and, how and they and follow it. And let's 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 make it clear too. That doesn't mean that the WWE would have even debuted him. Right at that point, he might have gone to NXT or something like that. So we we don't know what that necessarily means when you were about to sign with. We do know that this is something that they've dropped the ball on constantly. So what will happen now with this new signed talent? Because there's going to be other people, not only who were just signed, but um, you know, who are going to be signed in the next uh, couple of weeks. So definitely got to keep your eyes on that. All right. More on AEW, Steve. Yeah. So, um, another thing that, that you would have appreciated Michaels is, uh, they had a full blown MJF day. They had, uh, I, they I had... did watch by the way, and I did not appreciate it. Really? Okay. Um, was... you, you, you didn't like, uh, MJF singing, uh, pennies from heaven on the stage. I I liked I, I would have liked it if he would have moved down to the ring sooner because he was better in the ring than he was on the stage. The stage thing went too fucking long. Yeah. Um, but you know what killed it for me was everything after in the fucking ring where it was just like, come on, come on. Yes. It it, it that's the difference between what AEW does and what WWE does is someone is producing it and is able to go, you got to keep it this long. <laughs> yeah. That's the only problem I had with it was I just got fucking bored. Yeah. And, and honestly, that, that segment definitely was, uh, it ate up a lot of time. Um, but yeah. of course you had the, uh, you had the jungle boy attack uh, there at the end. And of course you had Sammy Guevara, come out for his match with Commander and you know pick up the title there's the photo op of you know the the security team separating Jungle Boy and MJF Which titles laying on the ground Sammy picks it up i mean it's it's a good visual we can all see that they're angling for the four pillars in a four way at double or nothing uh, hey, a match hey, that MJF should win Steve what's up just as many fucking security guards had to hold back Jungle Boy. <laughs> hey man, they 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 couldn't risk anything, you know. You, so you don't funny. you don't know what what kind of craziness that Jungle Boy is going to do. I mean, he might find a a piece of the set and repel off of it, or you know, do any number of things because he's from the jungle. Get it? He's crazy. The only the 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 thing I the problem I still have about MJF and Long Island is why the fuck is he a face? Um, it's just it's nonsense. Uh, you know what? If you're a fucking heel, I don't care. It's your hometown. Be a fucking heel to that crowd. You're a jerk. That's your job. And I'm, this guy I'm, likes to be an asshole. You know, 
on the street if he runs into someone who comes up to him. What the fuck? Just be a fucking heel. Now, the the thing that I will say is obviously it's it's a direct takeoff of the Bret Hart in Canada uh, kind of a you know setup that WWE had back in the day. But yeah, I I, I get it. But quite frankly, and call it what it is. If nothing else, this gives him some time to play as a babyface for the eventual time when he does turn babyface. And so I get he it already. He's that, but, he's that good and that popular that if you're going to keep him a heel, keep him a heel at least. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That That's all. I'm just saying for, again – we're trying to think of the reasons why the audience just does not grow. And I think one of the reasons is one week you're tuning in and think about it. You're a 10 year old kid. You're tuning in. You're watching this guy. You hate this guy. Now all of a sudden you like this guy because you saw him do this thing. And then all of a sudden now you got to hate him again next week. It's confusing. Not to us. We're grown adults. But to an audience that you can retain for five years as they grow from 10 to 15, that's a big thing. Yeah, and, you know, continuity is is something that I, I preach on on this show. So, you know, that, that definitely plays into it. And I, I, I definitely think that, you know, the MJF in Long Island thing is one of those rare exceptions to that. I don't have a problem with it personally, um, but, you know, it's it is but what they, it is. But they but they do the same thing. They did the same thing with punk in Chicago. You know, that's what I'm saying. Tony Khan has this perception of if I can get my like you said, he plays to his fan base. Yeah. So what good is that doing you when you're ignoring the fan base outside of those people who already adore your product? These guys are not leaving you. Now you can do wink, wink, knock, you know, you know, little, little nudge, nudge stuff to, to make those little things, you know, inside jokes, maybe that that particular audience will get, you know, Long Island will get, but to have this, you know, to have this thing. I guess here's the thing. If Roddy Piper would have done a Piper, a Piper tribute day, it would have been the most self-absorbed, not slapping hands going down the rail. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's the difference between a true heel like Roddy Piper when he was at his peak. It was it was a big fuck you to everyone. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want to do because I'm the star of this fucking show, right? And I that's the difference here. MJF has that a hundred percent, but there's no need to then placate and and you know it's just like be a dick, be a dick to those people. Just fucking make them hate you, and they're still going to love you. So, but that's, again, that we could talk about that all night and that's just yeah, awesome. Exactly. And then obviously we would definitely be remiss if we didn't talk about the title change at the end of the night with FTR capturing the AEW world tag team titles from the guns, um, an outcome that definitely should have happened. And, um, I do have to say 
the guns coming out to many men by 50 cent uh was was a pretty cool uh pretty cool touch especially with them being on long island um not really uh i i have to say the guns despite how young they are they do make great heels and it's that was one of those things where it was like it, it was just a really cool touch that i didn't see coming at all and hopefully it was just a one night thing but uh yeah definitely having ftr win those titles and let's let's call it what it is uh some people can say that it was an angle all along some people can say that you know their contracts were coming up and they decided to stick with aew over going back to wwe whatever it is we may never really know um but it is amazing for aew to still have ftr on the on the roster and in the tag team ranks and especially as the champions uh this was this was definitely the needed outcome and you even had the uh you know the the areas in the match where paul turner could have dq'd um the guns when and the the announcers even stated that if that happens then ftr's AEW careers are over, yada right. yada. So I mean, it all played in, but yeah, this this was definitely something that needed to happen. Um, and um, you know, for for once again, for everything that happens on Dynamite, either you know I like it or don't like it. Um, then you have Friday night, and Friday night just validates how much I just do not like their programming um, because the two hours was fucking worthless this weekend. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. And the, I, I honestly, I don't think that we've seen a battle of the belts. That's really been consequential in months. Sure. Um, sure. I, I think, I think maybe the, you know, the first, the first one or two, uh, had some matches on there that were standout matches, but now it just it almost feels forced and like as if they have to shoehorn in championship matches in order to to satisfy that end of the deal. Um, well, whenever 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 you do anything um, just for the sake of doing it, whether it's a stipulation or you know anything, if you're just uh, doing it for for the sake of doing it just because. And, and it really doesn't belong. It's bullshit, and it needs to change. So I'll, I'll go to the, the purest of AEW, you know, things. Um, record is supposed to matter. And I don't understand how Billy Starks, who is an unsigned talent. Exactly. Gets a fucking championship match on that show. Who cares? If she was on Rampage getting the shot, all right, fine. But... Unless you're going to have Billy Stark upset her and she's signed to your company now and is now that champion, it's pointless. And it just wastes your time on your show. It's a great opportunity for her, but having the, the match on Rampage would have been the same um, uh, opportunity and it would have been an hour earlier and possibly more people would have More eyes. So, yeah, it's, it's just a very interesting... Uh, you know, thing with that particular uh, special that had yep. potential, but you know, again, just kind of gets downgraded again. 
Yeah. Uh, and and obviously obviously we also uh saw the the announcement from TK uh that all in will be uh will be happening on August the 26th, I believe it what 26th or 27th um from London Wembley uh London Wembley Stadium, excuse me. Um so yeah, that's uh, that's going to be very interesting. Uh, because keep in mind, you're going to have that. And then I, I saw somewhere that Anthony Bowens on Twitter, um, had mentioned that they were going to do all out the very next month in Chicago again. And it's like, why, what, what's the fucking point? I I don't get that. If you're gonna, if you're going to do this and you're going to have all in, don't have all out the very next month. Especially if you're trying to sell 50, 60, 70,000 plus tickets to all in. I don't, I don't get it. The only kind of a thing that they could get a him, the only kind of a match that they could book that would possibly fill that would be as Dax Harwood mentioned on his podcast, FTR and a returning CM Punk versus the elite. That's the only match that, yeah. that they could, that they could do that will generate enough buzz to, you know, come close to filling that, that stadium. Yeah. And I mean, even at that point, would it? Yeah. And, and here's the thing. The only thing they got going for them is the fact that it's, it's in a place that they don't run without a doubt. And now I, 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 I'm sure someone in our comments will mention this to me, but um, I remember reading something to the effect of AEW actually draws more viewers uh, in the UK than WWE does. And that comes down strictly to the networks that they're on. Um, but yeah, AEW does be, does perform extremely well in the UK on TV. Yeah. And, and, but again, you know, what does that translate to again? Right. To, well, to it, people traveling in the UK to go to the stadium, um, you're going to get a number of fans from, um, you know, the States going over there as well. So you're going to sell tickets. It's yeah. But, but are you going to sell 90,000 tickets? I don't so, know if that's possible. I, I just hope that AEW doesn't fall into the same trap that WWE did with clash at the castle where the highest level seat, uh, highest level of seating uh, was around the equivalent of a thousand, a thousand dollars. And, and even, even beyond that, you know, for the for yeah. front row, but um, it, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. The, the pricing that WWE was charging for clash at the castle. Um, so I just genuinely hope that, you know, TK is able to pull this off. Um, because, you know, as, uh, as everyone knows, all eyes will be on them, uh, on that date. So just to see how they do, uh, withdrawing, uh, how the show looks, everything as, as has been mentioned right here on, on our shows. Um, it's, it's very, very, it's going to be a watershed moment for AEW. It's either going to be a colossal failure or a a dynamic success. One of the two will happen. Um, and quite frankly, for the future of the wrestling business, I hope that it's a, that it's going to be a huge win. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a success no matter what. That's that's the thing. Don't forget, I. That's the thing, UK. They are good wrestling fans. Yeah. So they're they're going to have a success, but is it Tony Khan's delusional success or is it a realistic success? I think that's what's you know going to be the question. And quite frankly, um, during that announcement, I I had to I had to stop and go back and count. Tony Khan did not blink for forty one seconds straight. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes were bulging so big and i'm like what the fuck is going on and then i'm like he's not blinking so i rewinded it i'm like 41 fucking seconds without holy shit it's like jesus christ man if he is not on something then he is literally like a little psychotic um yeah so um so we'll see we'll see what happens of course we got months for that in that buildup. um all right, uh, really quick, uh, Steve, if you want to give uh, some final thoughts here, uh, you know, uh, as we say goodbye, uh, just to let everyone know uh, you will not catch us live now. Uh, we just recorded an episode that will air uh, on our uh, podcast uh, networks uh, coming up on Tuesday. You can find it on your favorite podcast station, um, and that is dealing with the WWE and its merger with UFC. Um, so catch that, uh, on Tuesday and, uh, Steve, what do you have to say to the folks? All right. Thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do. We genuinely appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Also a very special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country, whether you're doing that on lands, foreign or domestic, thank you for doing what you do so that we can do what we love to do. And uh, last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Hey, use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. There you go. And uh, a very uh, sad uh, passing this week, uh, Butch Wacker uh, Butch. Um, you know, he was in for uh, WrestleMania weekend. Um and unfortunately, as I understand it, um, he uh, had forgotten his uh, medication uh, back in New Zealand. And um, ultimately, uh, apparently, that's kind of what um, led to him passing away, um, oh, which is uh, kind of unbelievable in the fact that uh, I guess Luke uh, couldn't make it out to uh wrestlemania weekend because he had some ailments going on so um you know it's just a sad thing uh, i know that a lot of the guys who you know worked with those guys over the years they're just um heartbroken they're just torn up because uh, uh butch was a really good guy um and a lot of them worked very close with those guys for you know 20 30 years um so uh, it's, uh, you know, it's sad to see, um, you know, someone who literally just saw fans and was having such a, an amazing, you know, weekend, um, yeah. to, to everyone, you know, uh, and was catching up with, with old friends and stuff. And then, uh, and then he's gone. Um, so, um, which, <laughs> Uh, just weirdly enough coincides uh, within the last couple of days of uh, the Ultimate Warrior, uh, 
you know, having his moment on Raw and then passing away the next day, um, yeah. which is close now to, uh, I think next year will be 10 years. So, um, you know, it, it just goes by too fast. Um, you know, once, once people are gone and, uh, once we're, while we're here, it goes by too fast. So everyone don't forget that. And just, uh, you know, stick close to your loved ones, let them know you love them and you're thinking about them. And, uh, you know, uh, the people that are closest in my heart know that, uh, I love them very much and I will always make sure they know that because, uh, you never know. So, all right, everyone, thank you for tuning in this week. Uh, we will be back next week and, uh, we should have DJ impact back with us as well as Simon street. And uh, until then, everyone, uh, please have a great week and happy wrestling. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.